And I believe that is the gift of God, is that even in our times like that of sorrow, He is there through the family, the church family. Amen. That we find great joy and comfort in one another. But I'm not surprised by this tongues and interpretation here today. In fact, I was at a... Uh, Afterwards, we gathered together a few individuals, families at an individual's house and, and we were sharing stories and different things and reminiscing about uh, coming to the Lord and, and being a new convert and things like that. And uh, uh, it was, uh, we had the men in one area in the living room and the women were over in the dining area and everybody was sharing stories. And one of the... Uh, one of the one of the men he said i was down in the basement of the church if you've ever gone to the old kennewick church they've got the basement and then they had prayer before church and he said i was down in there praying and i was a new uh babe in the lord and i had read about this uh tongues and tongues interpretation and uh and, but I had never seen it or heard it. I've heard people speak in tongues, but he, I was just praying and praying. And God, could you just do it? Let me experience. Can I see it? And he said he was just anguishing in prayer, praying, God, God. And then an, uh, an elder brother who's passed away, um, uh, Brother Rick Davidson, came to him and he says, well, here's what'll happen. And he explained what would happen. He said, it's just kind of like what happened just right here. He said, all of a sudden, he said, it's like the Lord just kind of turns the volume down on everything. And then one person feeling or stepping out in faith will give this sometimes demonstrative message in a tongue that they don't know, haven't learned. And then that person or somebody else will interpret it. And he was like, wow, okay. And he said that the, he went up into the service and they were having a service like this and all of a sudden, just like Brother Rick had said, everything got, it got turned down. And a sister in the Lord started in on this message of tongues and everybody went silent. And he said all of a sudden, the interpretation was in his mind. And he said, oh God, you want me to interpret this? And he said he was just struggling with it. And he delayed. And all of a sudden, the lady that spoke in tongues gave the interpretation. And he said it was the exact thought that was running through his mind and he said, oh, God. And then afterwards, 
he was talking with another new convert in, in the Lord. And that person said, I have the same interpretation, but I shut it down. And he said it was like God gave the interpretation. And it's, will anybody submit? Will anybody submit? I wasn't going to tell that story. I just felt like praying right on the spot when I heard that story last night. I said, I think God is doing something with these churches. Amen. And uh, so I am not surprised by that today. And we need more manifestations of God's, amen, moving in the church. Amen. We come not preaching enticing words of man's wisdoms. Amen. By power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Woo. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, wasn't going to go into any of that. That took up a lot of my time, so I got to get moving. All right. Amen. Praise God. It's good to have all of all of you here today. It's just not quite the same without the pastor and his family not being here. Amen. But I'm going to see if I can drop that just there with my left hand. And I should have did a battery check. I didn't check the battery and that thing's not working. So I'm going back to the old mic, which is fine. But that's all right. It's all it's all right. Amen. But we are. uh, We're missing the pastor and his family. Amen. And it's going to be great to have them back. They're having a wonderful time. And uh, it's nice that they're able to get together with their family and to do that. One other thing is this. If you would still like to give for uh, Save Our Children for Sunday school, you can. And we have not sent that offering into the district. And uh, if, if you are interested in going on an Alaskan fishing trip, uh, you just let me know. And if we hit a certain level of $4,000, we can put together uh, as many that would like to go on this Alaskan fishing trip. But, but uh, well, we've got to hit the level. <laughs> I guess if we don't hit the level, we'll sign up maybe a day at Columbia Park. <laughs> And uh, you can go and do some fishing. I don't know. You probably can't fish there because I don't think only kids can, right? Anyway, but uh, we'll figure something out. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. It's good to have, amen, brother and sister Clemenson with us this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. And if there's any other guests, I know the... um, I tell you, Brother Grant does a phenomenal job of making every new guest feel special and and saints. And he really does a wonderful job in that. And that is reflected in this church. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I appreciate that about him that very much. Praise God. All right, if you have your Bibles, would you please stand with me? And we're going to go into the uh, book of Acts. 
Amen. You know, whenever the pastor's gone, I always try to just preach something simple and uh, just something simple. <laughs> so anyway, it's best to be safe. And uh, so that's what I do. Amen. All right. And we're going to go to Acts chapter 15. Let me explain what's going on here. Is uh, This is some 10 years after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2. And they are, the disciples don't know quite sure yet what to do about the news that non-Jews have been receiving the Holy Ghost. Which, I mean, you think about it. The Holy Ghost was the Jewish salvation, right? It was poured out to the Jews. Jesus was the Jewish Messiah. And, uh, and so now news was that the Gentiles were receiving the Holy Ghost. And it was a little bit of a shock. And they weren't sure what to do. Do we, do we have them adhere to the law? Uh, what about circumcision? So there was much debate. In the fact, even one point, the Apostle Paul says, I had to withstood Peter to his face. And he said, hey, how dare you try to put this thing upon these Gentiles that we as Jews could not even keep. Come on. Right? Very good, very good. And so, um, but they still loved one another. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and, and so... So here it is. They gather all the apostles together. It's like the first general conference of the church. And they're deciding what to do. And they say their peace. And then James, he wraps it all up. And he, this is what he says. He says, and after they had held their peace, James answered saying, men and brethren... Hearken unto me. Sometimes you got to say, hey, everybody, I need your attention right here. Right? L listen to what I got to say. And that's what he said. Okay. He said, Simon, that's Peter, hath declared how God at first did visit the Gentiles. Right? To take out of them a people for Hallelujah. his name. Hallelujah. That's Amen. They had heard about how that Peter, amen, had come to the Gentiles' home. And the scripture says, while he yet preached unto them, the Holy Ghost fell on them. And they all began to speak in tongues as the Spirit, amen, gave them the utterance. And Peter said, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized as well as we? Yes. Right? And so... They had all heard this now in shock. The Bible says that the Jews that were with Peter were astonished. They were shocked that this Jewish Holy Ghost was being poured out on these common Gentiles. And he goes and he says this, and to this agree the words of the prophet. So he says, what he says, the testimony that Peter is giving to us about the Gentiles receiving the Holy Ghost, not only is it the testimony of Peter, but it aligns with the prophets of old. And he goes and he quotes Amos. And he says this, as it is written from Amos, after this, 
I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David. Now there's a lot to that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover a portion of it. But the tabernacle of David in the finality of it is it is part of God's covenant that his seed forever would be upon God's throne, the throne of Israel. And this is speaking of the new millennium when the Lord Jesus Christ from the seed of David shall sit for a thousand years on that throne and there will be peace upon this earth. Amen. I'm not going into that today, but I want to talk about the days you and I live in. Amen. This tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. So if you allow me here this morning, I won't keep you long, and I would like to speak on this. Amen. The tabernacle of David. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you. We worship you, Lord God, as the one and only true Savior of all of humanity. I pray, Lord God, that you would quicken me, Lord, uh, with this thought that you have laid in my heart, Lord. Uh, and I ask that you would anoint the congregation to give them ears to hear, Lord, that we would be your body, amen, in this last day to reach a lost world. And we give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you see, you may be seated. If you see a cute little uh, blonde-headed girl in a beautiful little dress this morning, uh, today's her birthday. She's 10 years old. <laughs> so feel free to tell her happy birthday. She's been telling us for days. It's my birthday. It's going to be my birthday. It's going to be my birthday. And I was, this morning I was like, Don't, do we have a birthday coming up sometime soon? <laughs> She goes, yeah, it's my birthday today. I go, I forgot. Oh, man. It'd be terrible having me for a dad, wouldn't it? <laughs> anyway. So, anyway, her birthday. Praise God. Fifi, what a little sweetheart. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, I had so many different things. I had this message in my mind. And... Uh, After, after meeting with everybody yesterday, I had so many different second thoughts. It's like, oh man, maybe I should teach on this or preach on this. And, and, uh, and I thought, no, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna go back to this. And because I was gonna, I was so inspired after that testimony of somebody in being used in the gifts of the spirit. And I, I almost decided to preach on that and, uh, The Lord, he laid it out just perfectly uh, with Sister McEwen, amen, uh, submitting uh, to the move of God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I got to get going here. The Tabernacle of David, isn't it interesting that he, he said this, the Lord, he said, I will build the Tabernacle of David in the last days and I will, I will restore this Tabernacle to reach the Gentiles. Uh, you notice how he didn't say that I was going to build again the tabernacle of Moses. He didn't even say the temple of Solomon. You would think maybe the temple of Solomon, right? If, if he built the temple of Solomon, they've got one down in Brazil, a replica. And it's apparently just 
magnificent and beautiful. But the Lord didn't say that. Amen. He said, it will be the tabernacle of David that I'm going to use to reach the Gentiles. So what about this tabernacle of David that sets it apart from the tabernacle of Moses? And I, I think to go into it, I think we got to look a little bit into uh, a brief character study of, of David and his relationship with, with the Lord. Amen. David comes on the scene. The first king of Israel, Saul, God has rejected him as king. And he tells the man of God, Samuel, he says, go to Jesse's house, Bethlehem. And of his sons, I have chosen me a king after my own heart. And so when the man of God goes to Jesse's house, Jesse has his sons there. All except one. Apparently, his dad didn't think he needed to call him. Surely it wasn't going to be that one. He thought for sure it would be Eliab, the oldest. And in fact, even the man of God himself missed the mark that day. When they were all laid out, he went before the oldest. I imagine he was probably the most buffed, right? Maybe the tallest. Maybe he had the most facial hair. He was the manliest of them all. And the, the prophet Samuel, he says, surely the anointed, the Lord's anointed is before me. And God had to check him. He said, you should, you should pray a little more, Samuel. That's my, that's my commentary. You, wanna, you need to get more into my thinking, into my spirit. And so, David wasn't even called. And I think this tabernacle of David is the same way. Uh, it's built with people whom the world has overlooked uh, and hasn't perceived much value in. Uh, but God says there's something in that young man, uh, amen, uh, that I want to have uh, establishing uh, in my house, uh, in my people. Uh, amen. I want you to know uh, that the tabernacle of David is filled with people like you and I, uh, whom the world has passed over and says there isn't much value in them. They're just part of the common folk. But God says no, not so. That's my son. That's my daughter. And watch what I'm going to do with them. Amen. I believe this is part of the tabernacle. You see, when, when uh, Samuel shows up, the brothers, he has to purify them. He washes them. Under the old Mosaic law, you've got to be clean before you can go into the presence of God. 
Oh, but there's a subtle switch that's going on here. You see, they're moving from the tabernacle of Moses uh, into the tabernacle of David. Uh, and suddenly Samuel realizes uh, there isn't the Lord's anointed among these boys. Uh, he says, is there another? Uh, he says, yes, I've got one more. Uh, he keepeth uh, my sheep. Uh, he didn't say I've got one. Uh, I have no idea where he is. Uh, no, he said he keepeth uh, my sheep. Amen. I want you to know, you ask some pastors about some of their young people. They don't think they're out there causing trouble. They think, no, they're keeping my sheep. They're doing the will of God. I want you to know that the Lord sees your labor and your work. Amen. But I can't find anywhere in the Bible uh, that after they called David, uh, he came in all hot and sweaty. Uh, he had dirt all over him uh, under the Mosaic law. Uh, he was not in a place uh, that he could come into the presence uh, of God Almighty. Uh, but uh, he comes right in. Uh, I can't find uh, where Samuel had to wash him and get him purified. He came right in from the world and the Holy Ghost, the anointing oil was poured out upon him. I want you to know uh, that in the tabernacle of David uh, as they come in uh, right out uh, dirty from the world God wants to pour the Holy Ghost right upon them. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's a condition of the heart. God will do all the cleaning. Hallelujah. He'll show them what to say, what to what to wear, how to live your life, all of that. Amen. God does the changing. He said, you're looking on the outside. I look on the inside. He's ready for my holy anointing oil. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. David was an individual who walked by faith and not by sight. When the lion came up, he didn't say, oh boy, that's a lion and take off running. You know, dad might lose a sheep. Or a sheep. Is it sheep or sheep? I don't know if it's one. When the bear came, he didn't say, I'm just going to let him take one. No, he said this. He said, in my own stature, I know that I'm just a lad. But I walk with the almighty. Hey, man, and this bear and this lion, they have no idea what's coming in that way. Hallelujah. He grabbed that old nasty bear by the beard. That doesn't mean you can't have a beard, but he grabbed that old nasty bear by the beard. Amen. And threw him down and slayed him, I guess. I don't know exactly what he did. It. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And then next thing we do, we find that the giant, the champion of the adversaries of the Lord is challenging God's people. And the king and all of his great warriors are there. All of his older brothers are there. All they see is this giant nine foot man who is slaying I don't know how many 
warriors of other armies. But he walked by faith. All he saw was an uncircumcised Philistine. He didn't see a giant. He knew that he had the Almighty with him. And that giant was no match. I want you to know that you and I who dwell in the tabernacle of David, we walk by faith. We're not afraid of lions and bears and giants of this world because we know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I've got the Lord Jesus Christ on my side. Amen. There's nothing that the world can throw against me that I cannot stand up to. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the tabernacle of David. He said, I will build this in the last days. Amen. We are this generation who God, through this tabernacle, is saving the Gentiles of this world. Hallelujah. There was another time in the tabernacle, the most sacred piece was the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. That Ark. And it had been gone from Israel. And so David, they were bringing it back to Israel. And when they did, they, they had a special cart built for it. And they were pulling this cart. And a young man, a goodly young man, like one of these two young guys in the front row. All of a sudden, they hit a bump. And the ark went like this. It was going to fall over the most precious instrument that Israel had. And Easton reached up to touch it, to steady it from falling, to save God's ark. And when he touched it, he instantly died. David. He said, we got to get into the book. We got to find out how to do things the right way. Yes. He said, let every man be a liar and let the word of God be true. Yeah. I want you to know that the tabernacle of David, it doesn't matter what saith the religions of this world. I want to know what's in the book. We got to go by the book. Amen. In the tabernacle of David, God, he was going to throw apart all the religions of the world and he were going to go by the book. Amen. He said, thy word have I hid in my heart uh, that I might not sin against yes. you. Uh, hallelujah. I want you to know uh, that you and I uh, who possess, uh, amen, the tabernacle of David, uh, we have the living uh, word of God in our hearts. Uh, amen. It keeps us uh, from sinning against the Lord Almighty. Hallelujah. It is going to be a, a tabernacle established by the word. Not by the traditions of man. Yeah. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It was a place of strength and refuge. David, he said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it. And is safe. Amen. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, he said. 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. We've been playing that CD. I got a CD player. We've been playing that. My wife says, we got a new Sunday morning CD now. Amen. And every day, I will seek the Lord. <laughs> Amen. I was, I was loving it this morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It is a place of safety and refuge. Yes. The house of God. Whatever it is that you're going through. These doors are always open. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if the, the enemy, the devil, tries to heap guilt and condemnation on you. And say you messed up. You can never come back and have a seat at the table. That's a lie. Hallelujah. God's amen. His gift is without repentance. God, hallelujah. He says you just got to shake it off a little bit. You need to come in in that anointing. Let it be fresh laid upon you. If you would just come before me at the altar, I will restore you and put the ring of reconciliation back upon your finger. Amen. Hallelujah. It is a place of refuge, strength, safety. Hallelujah. This tabernacle. It's a place where we get encouragement. Thank you, Jesus. Once we come in to this family of God, amen. The thing I like about David, sometimes he didn't have access to the actual building itself. That tabernacle. There is a spirit upon this generation of Gentile church, the bride, that we have the spirit of David wherever we are. David was at Ziglag. Amen. He was at a low point of his life. The king whom he said, I cannot touch the anointed of the Lord, even though his men said, come on, David, you're missing it. Surely it's the will of God for you to slay him. Else he wouldn't have put, amen, he opened the door for you to slay him multiple times. Surely it's God's will for you to take the king's life and take your spot as the king. Sometimes we think that uh, it's because I have an open door, it must be God's will. No, uh, we got to do, thus saith the word of God. Uh, David was a wise man. Uh, he knew that, hey, hold on a second. Uh, I noticed some of you, it may look like uh, that God delivered Saul here for me to take his life. Uh, but no, I know I should not uh, touch the Lord's anointed. Amen. And while he was on the run, the adversary came. And captured all of the children and the wives of him and his mighty men. And at one of the lowest points of his life. No access to the church. He couldn't come down when nobody else was here and hit the altar and pray. The Bible said. When all the men. All the men that he commanded. These mighty men, this group of brotherhood that had battled. They were talking about stoning him to death. And he was in great despair 
And the Bible says that he encouraged himself in the Lord. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to know that you and I uh, that have been saved, uh, not under the tabernacle of Moses, but under the tabernacle of David, uh, wherever we are, uh, we may be miles from the church, uh, just like David, uh, but I can start encouraging myself uh, and say, hey, uh, my name is on the roll. My foot is on the rock. I'm a child of the king. His blood is upon me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I haven't fallen out of favor. He still loves me. He wants me to wait. He wants me to make it. Hallelujah. I'm still special in his eyes. Hallelujah. He encouraged himself in the Lord. That's like you and I. We got to get to a place sometimes where all I can do is have a good self-talk and say, God is not done with me. Better days still lie ahead. Amen. It led him into a place of prayer. Oh, I want you to know David was a praying man. And so is this generation. This people that have been saved under the tabernacle of David. Hallelujah. It's through our prayer that things are done. Amen. Hallelujah. I got to get going. As mighty as it is. It is a place of mercy and a place of forgiveness, of repentance. As great as David was, he wasn't perfect. Amen. You're going to have lapses. And when you do, there's a place that you can find forgiveness. Yes, thank you. Amen. I think of these. I think of these words. Amen. Create in me a clean heart. Oh God. Amen. And renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away from thy presence. O Lord. Hallelujah. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and renew a right spirit. I want you to know that the tabernacle of David is not the tabernacle of Moses. Hallelujah. There is a place that I can come to and say, oh God, amen. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me, but restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. I want you to know it's the will of God for his people to live in the joy of salvation. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I got to get going here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It is a place of giving. It's a place of giving. I believe there's two things why that the United States sits where it sits today. I believe one is that the United States... God said to Abraham, he says, those that bless you, I will bless. And those that curse you, I will curse. Yeah. The United States has never had a ghetto. That's right. 
for the Jews? Europe cannot say that. While Europe has withered on the vine these last 200 and some years, the United States has flourished. We have allowed the Jews to do what they would like. Amen. But I believe this. It's through the sacrificial giving of those who have come in to the tabernacle of David. We feed the world. That's right. I'm not talking about in fruit and wheat and bread and all of that. We feed the world the gospel through our giving. We are a sacrificial bunch. And it starts with David. Amen. He said, I will not give an offering that costs me nothing. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's why we cheerfully give into those things. Amen. Because we know this life is but a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. It's all vanity. Amen. All of this one day shall be burned up. But we know that the soul will go on to eternity. That's where I'm laying my treasures. Somewhere beyond the blue. Amen. Where the thieves. Amen. Cannot get and destroy and break up. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. In this tabernacle. And then the last thing I want to cover is this. And this is, I believe, probably the greatest thing about this tabernacle. If I could have the musicians to come. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. David was known as a great worshiper of God. Amen. I think about when they were bringing the ark in. He was out in front of that ark. He was worshiping God. He was dancing in the streets. His wife said, you're making yourself look like a fool. He said, I ain't worried about it. Amen. I'm going to dance before the Lord. I'm going to give him the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There was a transformation that was going on. David was a worshiper. And he said, you know what? I think we need to make a few additions to the house of the Lord. Lord, to this old tabernacle of Moses. He said, somebody bring in the keyboard. Somebody bring in the drums. Somebody bring in the guitar. Somebody bring in the tambourine. We're going to give praise to the Lord beyond this old solemn tabernacle, this religious tabernacle of Moses. We're going to put praise and worship into it. And God said, hey, Michael, Gabriel, look what my servant did. David is doing to my house. I like the upgrades. I like what he's doing. In fact, I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to use this as the blueprint to reach out to a people that are not a people. And I'm going to bring them in in the last days. Those old Gentiles. And it's going to be through the tabernacle of David, through the worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That I'm going to bring them in to my house. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 
Thank you, Jesus. It is this. God, hallelujah, has set this forth. Amen. He desires that His people get excited about Him. Amen. I have, I've seen people get excited. I've been to a couple of Seahawks games, and they get pretty excited. They do the face painting and all of that. I'm not saying do face painting and show up here with a big J on your face, but... But we shouldn't, we shouldn't ever take a back seat to somebody getting excited over a touchdown or a home run or a strikeout or Brother Ollie or a goal. Is that how they say that? Goal. You get a whole continent, South America, all going like this. If there's a goal in soccer or football, 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 you got to say it that way, football. There's football, American football, and there's football, right? Is, how do you say it? Football. Yeah, there you go. Amen. Anyway, I don't want some face painter out in the world where the Lord says, boy, I wish my servant Jeff would set aside his dignity once in a while and get excited about me like that face painter is getting excited about Russell Wilson or Tom Brady. And we got a whole lot more to be excited about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's coming a day when the Lord is going to step out. I had somebody come up to me and just recently said, I'm worried about the mark of the beast. Would God forgive me if we had to take it? And they were sincere and crying with tears. I said, don't you worry about that. Amen. I believe with all of my heart that that evil one shall not be made public or manifest until that which keepeth him away is removed. God has got to take his holy church, the Holy Ghost, out of this world. And then when he does, that's when the man of sin shall be revealed. Amen. I'm going to be gone. It's those that are left that will have to deal with the mark. But the children of the tabernacle of David shall shall be gone. Some of you are saying, I hope you're right, Brother Jeff. <laughs> Amen. I'll, I'll talk with you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We are part of this tabernacle. Amen. Hallelujah. We got to get people here. I'm thankful for the hundred souls in a hundred days. Amen. Amen. God was packing this place out. We got to figure it out and get back to it. Amen. I witnessed to somebody, Easton and I were at the store the other day and I saw the gal's name, Heaven, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, God, this is somebody you definitely want me to talk to. Hallelujah. There's no way I could walk away from that one. I would have to repent. Amen. I invited her to church, talked to her real quick about the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And then I wanted to send a text and tell myself, there's number 135, but we're no longer keeping track. Are anybody else feeling that way? I know Sister Beth is because she was on fire on that thing. Amen. Praise God. If you would stand, I've already run a little long.
thank you, Jesus. Praise God. If you would go ahead and sing, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.